Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss Elon Musk's war to buy Twitter, DeSantis revoking Disney's privileges in Florida, and Amber Heard biting Johnny Depp's finger off. I'm Luke. And I'm Rhodey. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So, uh, Rhodey, how are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm good. This weekend was great. Um, you know, restful, uh, you know, got to see a bunch of friends. It's great. Including me. Yeah, yeah, including you. What well, It was a great sight to see. Yeah, I know. So, fun fact, we're in the same place now. Um, it's just a visit. Don't worry, it's just a visit. I'm not leaving Israel yet. Um, but, uh, I am in America at the moment. So, um, for the first time since we started the podcast, Rhodey and I were in the same room. Pretty big, uh, pretty big stuff, actually. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, anyways, so this is uh, this is going to be the first episode I ever do in America. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. Anyways, um, we want to continue giving you good content, dear listener. But we need your help. We need you to smash that like button. We need you to share this video with your friends, and we need you to subscribe to the channel. If you if you hit the notification bell to get notified whenever there's new content, that's even better. In addition, we're on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. So there's no excuses. If you don't use YouTube, we're on the other ones as well. Uh, you can reach out to us by DMing us at, right side, at the right side of the compass on Instagram and or by commenting on the YouTube video. We put in a lot of effort into this episode, so we hope you enjoy it. Anyways, so let's talk, talk about Topic number one, which is that Elon Musk is continuing his war to buy Twitter. Um, what do we have to say about that? It was it was two weeks. We didn't do an episode last week, actually, because of the holiday and it just didn't work out. So we actually had a lot of time to watch the story develop. And it's pretty interesting, actually. So, Rhodey, why don't you educate us on the, on the turn of events that happened since we last spoke about it? So... Uh, basically what happened was Elon being a total boss was just like, oh, you know, a 9% wasn't enough. You know, how about I just buy the entire thing and then take Twitter private? And that was just an amazing move, uh, by Elon, because if you really want to, I guess, get real control over the company is, you know, you take it over and then you make it private um, and he offered what, what, to buy it at like $54. What'd you say? No, I was going to say that before that, cause we actually discussed him joining the board, but then after we recorded, it turns out that he didn't join the board, which is so like funny to me. He didn't actually join the board. He like rejected joining the board because when they wanted him to join the board, they were saying, Oh, let's have Elon Musk join the board. And then we'll use the contract to make sure he doesn't buy more than 15% of the company. Right, because the contract said that as long as he's on the he's on the board, he can't buy more than fifteen percent. Right, so he goes and he says, "Aha, I see what you're doing. I'm not going to allow you to do that to me." So he rejected their offer to join the board. Right, and then he decides he wants to buy the board or buy buy the company. Right, and uh, and so what happens? You were the the poison pill. You were about to say the Twitter decided yeah, that they were so. Basically, uh, Twitter decided that they were going to have something called the shareholder rights plan, which is um, 
I guess a nicer way of saying a poison pill. Now, uh, what the poison pill is, it's a strategy used by companies to stop a hostile takeover by diluting their uh, the shares in the company. So essentially, they give the ability to existing shareholders the uh, the opportunity to buy more shares at a discounted price. And so that dilutes the shares, which then um, will deter the potential either company or whoever's trying to take over that company to, uh, to, you know, makes it less appealing to them because it makes the company more expensive and harder to acquire. Because like you said, like he needs to get like 15% of the company. But now if people are buying up more shares, um, it makes it much harder for, for them to buy the company. Because also the poison pill gives other shareholders a discounted price, except for the person who's trying to take over the company. So it so if he wants to acquire more of the company, it's more expensive for him, or you know, or her. Um, it's more expensive for them, okay, or the company who's ever trying to take it over. Um, to, uh, and so it's less appealing. So it might, you know, look if they have enough money, or if they really want to take it over, they, you know, they probably can. But it's just less appealing. Um, so it's a type of deterrent uh, to try to. Um, and it's a poison pill because it's it's not necessarily good for the company, uh, you know. Well, yeah, because you're essentially diluting the stocks for the user, right? Because the user, right, they're buying the stock. They might be buying more stocks, but just like with regular inflation, if you just make more stocks, right? Because stocks are imaginary, right? I can if I have a company, an imaginary company, and I say like, oh, there's 20 stocks, right? But then you know I decide you know today there's going to be 40 stocks. You've just diluted the, the share because now you've doubled the amount of shares that exist. So now they're worth half as much, right? You can't just... Exactly. Right. So what does Elon Musk do in response to the poison pill? He does... Well, I don't think they even did that. Like, that's splitting a stock. They, they're they not splitting a stock. I think they're making... Just creating more stocks. Sh- no, I don't think they're creating-, creating more stocks. I think they're just making existing shares cheaper. They're giving people the ability to buy it at a cheaper price. No, so from what I understand, this is from what I understood that they're just making more stocks of the company. The company can just make more stock. Um, maybe. Um, I don't know. But the point is, is that um, is that it makes it harder for you know the person trying to take it over, and that you know it's not necessarily good for the company itself. So. That's basically right. what uh, Twitter is doing, which it's weird because not necessarily weird because he was offering Twitter the the board, um, you know, like was it ten or like twenty or twenty dollars? Like it was fifty four dollars. He was offering them per share to buy the company for like four, like b- like billion dollars or something. It was a t- um, it was a total offer of like an extra ten billion dollars. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, they would have made a profit off that. So like also it's like, well, why would you give that up? And it's not you just know? a profit. It's not just a profit. It's a very big profit. Like for one billion dollars, you would probably be like, oh, you know what? For one billion dollars, we'll do it. But ten billion dollars is a lot of money to make. Right. And so the board decided we are not going to, uh, you know, 
uh, we're not going to give uh, Elon Musk the right to the company. Uh, we're going to um, we're going to keep the uh, what's it called? We're going to keep the company at a ten billion dollar loss. I might add, right? So these are the board of directors at Twitter, right? These, by the way, people have uh, have absolutely no, um, almost no Twitter stock. You got Brett Taylor. You got Parag Agrawal. That's like the current. Um, that's the current uh, CEO. You have Mimi Alamey How. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. You got Jack Dorsey, who has the most Twitter stock on the board. He's got like two percent or something of Twitter stock. Yeah. You got Egon Durbin, Martha Lane Fox, Ahmed Kordistani, Doctor Feifei Li. Right? She sounds. Uh, don't want to be racist here, but she sounds kind of Chinese. Maybe this is something to do with China. Who knows? Patrick Pichette, David Rosenblatt, and Robert Zolik, right? Now, if you take out Jack Dorsey, they have a collective 0.01% of Twitter stock, approximately. Yeah, that's very little. Right. So these people are not interested in the company doing well. I mean, I think it was Jack Dorsey himself who posted on Twitter a screenshot of like an Excel sheet listing all the all the, like the percentages that the board members have. Cause I think even Jack Dorsey uh, himself is kind of like, I feel like he himself is also like kind of fed up with Twitter um, and the, and the board. And he's like, Oh, like it make, it kind of makes no sense what they're doing or, um, or he's kind of just showing who they truly are. Right. Because you have to understand that Jack Dorsey, I don't think when he was making Twitter, he was like, you know what we're going to do? We're like, And this is, by the way, not to excuse Jack Dorsey. He's like a, again, he is a hipster Rasputin. But you have to remember, I don't think Jack Dorsey is particularly ideological. I don't think he created this thing and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to use it to control the world, right? Because what, let's face it, these technology nerds, they're technology nerds. You know who's sitting on the board right now? These are, I think, the ideological people. These, I think, are the people that... Or not even ideological. They're just they have a lot more to gain by having Twitter as a as a you know as an ideological force that they control that they allow that they're allowed to like let's say decide who gets to have a Twitter account who doesn't get to have a Twitter account. They make a lot of money by keeping certain opinions out of public mind because yeah, it's pretty famous that a lot of famous right wing people are getting blocked, but a lot of like the classical left wing people are like. Oh, so this company is going into that country and doing that with their economy. They're also getting banned. And we have to talk about that. Right? This is very important. That's why like the $10 billion is not worth it to these people. Because, yeah, they're making $10 billion in, in cash. But remember, number one, these people aren't making money on the stocks. So they're making very little on the sale. But also, these people are making a lot more money helping other people make money. Right. This is like this is I was watching the Lotus Eaters coverage of it. and It's very good. And they said, you know, oh, this is a war between very, very wealthy elites. Right. Elon Musk is not some like poor guy, you know, who's storming the Bastille because he has nothing to eat. This is a guy who is the richest man in the world. And he's like, you know, what? I don't like these guys. I'm going to take over the church. I'm going to take over the cathedral. Right. And Twitter's a big weapon in the in the battle for the uh, in, in a battle for the society. Right. So. They're going and they're saying, you know what, we we really, we value Twitter for what it is, right? And, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. So, anyways, what happens? So, Elon Musk decides he's going to do a tender offer. He First of all, he makes a tweet referencing the Elvis song, Love Me Tender, 
which you gotta, <laughs> you gotta love. You gotta love Elon Musk. This is great. Uh, such a boss. <laughs> this is a very boss move. But listen, when you have just limitless amounts of money, it doesn't matter if they do the poison pill. What is money to Elon Musk? You're right. It's just, I mean, look, I guess it doesn't make that big of a dent for him, but it's still an annoying thing. Like, I'm sure he still cares about, you know, spending less money on something. Oh, I'm sure he does. And that's how you, that's how you stay very rich when you're interested in how much things cost. But, but you don't become like triple digits billionaire, right? And then go, yeah, it's like 40 billion, 50 billion, ah, whatever, you know, like whatever, who cares? Um, although I will say he is now getting, he secured the 46 billion necessary. So he originally offered it for like 54 billion. And I don't, I don't know how the numbers work exactly, but I think what he, he, he was, he, 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 like the whole thing together, the whole company was worth, or like he was willing to buy the whole company for a total of like 40, 45 billion. And he actually ended up securing, thanks to some people at Morgan Stanley, he ended up securing $46.5 billion. So he has like an extra one point. Oh, you mean they gave him a loan? Kind of like... Yeah, so he gave... Yeah, yeah. So he gave... Uh, he put in like 21-something billion dollars of his own money, and Morgan Stanley, like, they doubled it, essentially. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. I think also Morgan Stanley, from what I understand, Morgan Stanley owns 8% of Twitter. Um, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Right, so let's just double check. How much does Morgan Stanley? Let's see. Um, I don't actually know. From what I understand, they have like eight percent of Twitter, and so you gotta understand that that Morgan Stanley they want Twitter to actually make money. So <laughs> Elon Morgan Musk. Stanley, it was Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, and several other banks have promised to lend twenty five point five billion backed in part by some of Musk's Tesla shares, according to the filing. Right, and you want to know why? Because these banks actually have financial interests in Twitter making money. Yeah, and also, they probably also, you know, trust uh, Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk has, like, how many businesses that he that do very well? Like, how many businesses? Right now, he has three. One is SpaceX, which is, you know, valued at around $100 billion. And then you have Tesla, which is valued at around a trillion. And then you have uh, the Boring Company, which is kind of like his kind of, you know, play kind of company, <laughs> where they kind of just make <laughs> random shit. And that's the one that's... That's the one that made the flamethrower, right? Yeah, where they make the flamethrower and they just get sold out in like a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but they do really well. And Elon Musk is not like some... It's not like me, right? Like, I wouldn't know how to run a company. Elon Musk is just like a superhuman genius. He knows how to... Like, at the risk of uh, uh, kissing Elon, Elon Musk's rear end too much, he's a very successful businessman. Yeah, he is. Um, and he's very good at what he does. He's very good at what he does, so... I'm sure these banks are like, oh, yeah, Elon Musk wants to borrow. Like, yeah, he's going to make it profitable. He He's going to – if there's anyone that can make Twitter profitable – well, actually, anyone can make Twitter profitable. It's just that Elon Musk has the money to actually make it happen. Because I mean, also, it's it, it probably is a business uh, plan also because, I mean, I don't know how much it would cost to make – because he said, like, if he couldn't acquire Twitter, he would make his own platform – so I'm just thinking, like, how much would that cost to make his own platform? Um, like, would that be cheaper or more expensive? But also, at the same time, like, you know, 
you could make your own platforms and you have all these other people making their own platforms, but it's never going to be, you know, as big as Twitter. Uh, so right, I so think that's, that's also the issue. Right. That's the thing. That's what they were explaining. And they explained it very well in Lotus Eaters. But essentially the idea is that you can make your own platforms to the cows come home. And Twitter is not technically a monopoly, right? According to the United States, there's no way to trust bust Twitter, right? Because, Twitter's not the only game in town, but the reason why Twitter is very powerful is because if, let's say, let's say in another industry, right, you, you want to go switch to another company, right? Let's, so let's say you have all your money at, you know, Chase, right? And you want to go to Bank of America, right? So you go, you take your money out of Chase, and you put your money into uh, Bank of America, and let's say your friend then has Chase, right? So you can send your money from Bank of America to Chase. Your money works in all of those banks, right? Becomes a problem, right? Let's say you don't like the way Twitter's behaving, right? So you go to Getter, right? Now Getter, good platform. It's not a problem with the platform. It's that when you go to Getter, you don't have the same access to the same people. All your friends are on Twitter. All your friends are on Facebook. All your friends are on Insta. All your friends are on Snapchat or this one or that one, right? So you can't really use all these platforms that are created by conservatives to kind of cope that we lost Twitter, Right. That's that's the power of Twitter. That's the power of social media. And that's why these companies can't really regulate anything. Right. Or the, that's why the government can't really regulate anything beyond like just saying, for example, that Ron DeSantis, who we're going to talk about a little later, uh, who said that he's going to look into uh, Twitter and make sure that they're performing their fiduciary responsibilities to their shareholders, because by not selling to Elon Musk at a $10 billion profit, they're screwing over their shareholders. So perhaps that's going to force them to sell to Elon Musk. I guess we'll wait and find out what happens. Hopefully, um, well, hopefully that will, hopefully that will kind of go through because the reality is that they do have a responsibility. And that's the problem with the Twitter board, I think, which is Jack Dorsey is pointing it out. They, they're not behaving as if, you know, Twitter is a company that needs to make money. They're behaving as if Twitter is a tool to use, which that's, well, you're right, right? So if, a, if Twitter was a company that actually was interested in profits, right, wouldn't they not ban some of their most popular accounts, namely a certain former president of the United States? Uh, yeah. You know, one, one thing that really bothers me, like that the left is saying is that, oh, it will be really bad if Musk buys it because, you know, it's going to ruin the platform and, you know, he's going to, you know, he's going to be controlling it and it's not going to be like free speech anymore. You know, what they consider free speech. Um, and then, uh, you know, my thinking is, is like, well, it's like, oh, you know, billionaires shouldn't be allowed to, to get, you know, uh, buy these, uh, you know, informative platforms. And then, you know, there was another post. I'm like, well, you know, Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. It's like, what? So he's allowed to do that, but you almost not allowed about buy Twitter. No, but they want, you know, so that's the thing. It's not about billionaires because the people who run Twitter, I assure you that Parag Agrawal is not sleeping, you know, in, I assure you that Parag Agrawal's house is much bigger than most houses. I assure you that Brett Taylor does not live on the floor. I assure you that Dr. Fei-Fei Li is very well well off. I do not think that it's a matter of 
Elon Musk versus it's it's a matter because Elon Musk doesn't agree with the current agenda. If Elon Musk was a woke jerk like all these other guys and he said I'm going to buy Twitter cuz I want the right to decide, right? But he's going to make it even more restrictive, right? Then these people would be like, "Ah, whatever. Elon Musk is one of us. Who cares?" right? We'll make we'll make some money. Uh we'll go and uh we'll do this, we'll do whatever, right? But that's not the case. The problem is Elon Musk is going to allow free speech. He wants to do this. The he wants to get open source code for Twitter, so that possibly if you are on Getter, you don't need to have a Twitter account to have a Twitter and tweet, you know, out. So they can't ban you, right? We want to see who exactly is being shadow banned. Who we want to uh, get back all these uh, banned accounts, right? And, and by the way, Elon Musk said something very interesting. He said he wants to make Twitter not anonymous, which is to say that he wants everyone verified on Twitter. Not just like the... Not just the famous people. Yeah, just everyone get verified. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I don't see what the issue was with the original one where it's like really only, only famous people. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like you don't want just a random creep, you know... Um, you know, uh, or for example, a lot of times people will, what a lot of times influencers and other people will sometimes pay programmers to make bots. So it seems like they have more followers than they actually do. So it could be, it could be to prevent that. Um, you know, I, it, it could be many reasons, but, um, me personally, I, I mean, I don't know what the issue with the first one was. I mean, I think that this is a point they made on Lotus Eaters. They, they're, they're, they're doing very good work at Lotus Eaters on this point, and I, I agree with them on this point, that essentially, while you can be sympathetic to the person who wants to make a Twitter account to just kind of, like, point out left-wing people, like Libs of TikTok, and we could talk about that, how Libs of TikTok was outed, right? Um, uh, at the same time, there is this problem that on Twitter, people are very rude to each other because there's no really... Um, there's no accountability. Exactly. But if everyone has a name and everyone has a face, then all of a sudden people need to be a lot nicer. And also, you don't have, like, now, if, let's say, some guy, you, you won't have, like, a Twitter... You remember what happened with Harry's Razors and the Daily Wire? Yeah. So, there was a Twitter account with exactly two followers that decided to attack Harry's Razors for, uh, being on... for supporting the Daily Wire, for sponsoring them. And then Daddy's Razors was like, oh, you know, uh, you're right. We should get away from the Daily Wire, right? But now imagine if there weren't an anonymous Twitter accounts. You couldn't have an anonymous bot Twitter account. Yeah, and then you know exactly who those people are. Yeah, and that also goes the other way. So, for example, we know exactly who all the people who run all the important uh, institutions are. So they can't just be like, oh, I'm tweeting something this. Like, everyone is known on Twitter. Yeah, so I, yeah, it, that makes sense. So, like everyone has account, you know, has accountability. So yeah, like, you'll think twice about, you know, uh, tweeting something. Yeah, I, yeah, and, and and then like yeah, if someone like let's say someone is calling for someone to be doxxed, right? Well, we know who that person is calling to be doxxed. Like, like let's say Taylor Lorenz wants to dox libs of TikTok. Well, now. Taylor Lorenz, we know exactly who Taylor Lorenz is. We know exactly where she lives. We can send the police to stop her from having libs of TikTok doxxed. 
Now, we're not going to have a libs of TikTok, but the point is there won't be anonymous people just posting stuff on Twitter and getting people in trouble and then hiding behind anonymity. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, anyways, so I think that's it in terms of, oh, yeah, we do have to mention this. It's not really related to the story, but Elon Musk tweeted out a picture of Bill Gates being very overweight oh. and the pregnant man emoji that Apple just released and said, like, if you want to lose a boner very quickly. Oh, my God. I love it. And then he, and then the next tweet is shadow ban council reviewing tweet. And he has, it's like a picture of, you know, these guys in black coats uh, like uh reviewing the tweet you know referencing the the board uh on you know on twitter <laughs> well that's the, that's the beautiful thing about elon musk right he's he's one of us right he, he he's, he's he's lots this is why people like donald trump and this is why people like elon musk because donald trump yeah like he's not like one of these rich people that's like worried about the environment all the time he's not biking everywhere he's not one of these like pretentious rich people He's a rich person that people who are not rich would imagine they would be if they were rich, right? So if you had just limitless amounts of money, people imagine that they would go and they would buy a room made of gold like Donald Trump did, right? And they also like Elon Musk for that reason because they imagine that if they had the amount of money Elon Musk has, they would also be on Twitter just like tweeting memes. People like that. <laughs> people like – also. And also, Elon Musk has such a big following that, you know, it, it wouldn't be worth it for Twitter to, like, you know, take it down. But also, he's not really, like, saying so much political. He's, like, he trolls people, but he's not, like, any making any such big political statements. He, the, 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 the politics in Elon Musk is in the trolling, which is to say, like, he's not he's not a big idea person, right? He's not, like making like paragraphs of conservative uh you know ideology and saying we need to have this and this is free speech and this isn't free speech like he's not really concerned about that he's just pointing out what the problem with the other side is and he's also like by trolling them not even just by like writing paragraphs he's just like he, he's breaking through because he's so powerful he has that ability and everyone likes that elon musk is doing it now granted elon musk is not the most conservative person i don't think he's like a conservative vanguard. I don't want him running my synagogue because I don't think he'd make the right decisions there. But in terms of like how he behaves in the elite, what he does is a very, very important thing. Anyways, let's talk about Ron DeSantis, right? Because we spoke about Ron DeSantis, uh, maybe looking into the Twitter board for them not doing their fiduciary responsibilities. But now let's talk about Ron DeSantis destroying Disney, tearing Disney apart. All right, so yeah, what's the what's the story behind that? So last week, towards the end of the week, the Florida the Florida House and the Florida Senate signed a bill saying that oh, you know, we're going to take away Disney's special status in Florida because Disney, as you know, Disney World is in Florida, and apparently there was an agreement. I didn't know this. Who knew this? That Disney runs the like the police force in their area, and they run the the services over there. So I think the fire department. But as a result, they get a special tax exemption, right? So the people who live around Disney, they, they spend a lot less money on taxes. So it's like their own town, kind of. Yeah. And this is not like a unique thing, I think. They, what happened was is that they Florida had this like swampland and Disney said, hey, listen, you know, we'll develop the swampland for you. We'll build a park. We'll have people coming in for tourism. Uh, but just let us like run the place. And, and Florida said, sure, we're not doing anything with the swampland, right? But now, now... Disney is being super duper woke 
and they're doing all this, uh, they're grooming children. Like, do you hear about this? Uh, like, apparently there was, like, a big raid on groomers, like, these people with child porn, and, like, a bunch of them were Disney, uh, were Disney, uh, were, were Disney employees. No, I didn't know that, but, I mean, it's, I just find it really interesting. Like, when did Florida do this? Um, I don't, I don't know, actually. I didn't look into it, to be honest. And it, that doesn't really interest me, because the, the idea is now that, uh, the the idea is now that uh, that they're they're getting rid of it, right? No, oh, that's great. Yeah. So what happens? So now everyone's criticizing. Everyone on the left all of a sudden found out that they like big corporations. All of a sudden, they like keeping Twitter away from uh, Elon Musk. They like uh, Ron DeSantis protecting uh, Disney's right to just rule this certain part of Florida, right? So essentially, now first of all, the left has all of a sudden started liking big corporations again. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think this is the right thing. I think that a lot of conservatives are now coming out and saying, like, even ones that are generally pretty solid, of course, like, you got the David Frenches of the world who are gonna, you know, if a Democrat sneezes, they're gonna sneeze, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna say, bless you, and if a Republican does something, they're gonna say it's really bad, right? But then you've got guys like Scott Adams, right? Uh, Scott Adams said that, oh, you know, you can't be vindictive. I disagree. I think that, I think that if a company who is in the United States, decides to overstep the will of the American people, it is the job of the government to say, oh, you think we don't have the right to tell our kids not to, you know, not not to tell our kids about this gender weirdo stuff? Great. So we're going to take away your tax protections and you're going to have to start, you're going to have to start following the law, right? We give these companies protections because they're benefiting the, co- the country. If they stop benefiting the country... And then we could tell them to hit the road. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. Yeah. So, um, and it probably is in Florida's best interest to do that. Right. And now, and now Ron DeSantis is looking even stronger as a candidate for president, right? Whether he does it in 2024 or 2028, people are going to remember Ron DeSantis having just massive testicles. <laughs> no, people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, people people like this. Yeah, the people like this uh people like the this type of governance. They like Ron DeSantis saying, "Hey, listen, I'm not going to allow a bunch of groomers to educate our kids and if Disney wants to do that." And you saw what, what happened with Chris Rufo. Chris Rufo posted that whole like conference where they're talking about the gay agenda where they're trying to make all these characters gay and LGBTQAI ampersand plus whatever it is, right? So Ron DeSantis is like, no, I'm not having any of that. We're not protecting Disney. Disney can pay taxes, and Disney then can also go, and they, they, can, they don't have to be in charge of Disney World. We'll be in charge of Disney World, and we'll go use that opportunity to uh, look at Disney's files, and we'll go look at the Disney executives, make sure they're not groomers and nonces and whatever, and pedophiles and whatever it is. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's very good. I'm very happy for Ron DeSantis that he's doing this. I wish we had more. Do you, but do you honestly think he's actually going to run? I don't know. Um, we have to wait and see. I don't think if Trump runs, I don't think DeSantis is going to run. Uh, because I don't think we really need a unified front against the Democrats. Like, like on the one hand, yes. The Democrats don't have a strong candidate, but on the other hand, that's why we need our candidate, whoever that is going to be, 
we need that candidate to be super strong. I think Ron DeSantis has a little more time to do good in Florida. I'm, he's still pretty – I mean, at least he looks young. Yeah, he's 43. That's why a lot of people are, like, very happy about the idea of Ron DeSantis running. Because the thing about Donald Trump – if Donald Trump were 20 years younger, if he were 60-something or 50-something, right, after his excellent first term – and I say excellent, like, he made some mistakes, but overall he did pretty well, right? I think after that, people would say, yeah, we'll give him another shot. But the problem is, is that – Trump was already pushing it when he ran the first time. And when he ran the second time, he was really pushing it. And now we have another four years. Now, it turns out that Trump has ben- Benjamin Button syndrome because he's just aging backwards. Did you see, like, pictures of, like, he, his, like he's getting, like, Did thinner. he become more orange? Orange? Uh, I don't know if he's becoming more <laughs> orange, but he's, he's definitely trimmed down. He's definitely, like, healthier now that he's not the president. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure, because now he has, like, more time to maybe exercise. I don't know. Right, but do you ever see the presidents that kind of age during when they're president? Like, of course, because yeah. they never sleep. They're, you know, they're the president. Right, but Trump somehow aged backwards. He somehow became younger from the presidency, if that makes any sense. Well, I guess he just thrives in stressful situations. Yeah, right. So there is that. But the reality is, is that age catches up eventually. Trump is not going to be, you know, I think a lot of people just want someone who's not a boomer, right? Like, I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think why Ron DeSantis is so successful is because he understands what's going on. And to understand what's going on, you can't be like from another millennia, right? You have to kind of be from, you have to be from the past 50 years. And that's what makes Ron DeSantis so appealing as a candidate. But I think people like Trump a lot, and I don't think Trump will have anything to do if he's not the president, because his thing is really he's a he's he's a showman. He's not an idea person. He's a he's in many ways he's like Elon Musk. He's not an idea person. He's a showman. He's a very practical, down to earth guy. I think Ron DeSantis is not. He's he's much more of an idea person, right? Yeah. No, you're definitely right. Yeah, um, so- he. I mean, he keeps cranking out all these bills, which is great. Yeah, no, that's very good. Ron DeSantis is doing excellent work in Florida. The question is, does Trump maybe pass the torch to Ron DeSantis and give Ron DeSantis permission to, you know, be the president? Because that's the only way I really see Ron DeSantis putting up a serious fight against Trump or or, or, or putting a serious uh, foot forward to become the president. Because I think as long as Trump has the ability to run, I think he's going to let Trump kind of do it, right? Yeah, so that's what I think it is. I think he's the strongest uh, contender for president because he does do the things that the left hates so much, like defunding the billion-dollar corporation known as Disney. Anyway, so let's talk about our last topic for the day. We're going to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, I don't care what celebrities do. Celebrities are a bunch of degenerates. We shouldn't be be concerned about what they do. I disagree. I disagree. Celebrities are very important. Not for the reasons, but actually, yes, for the reasons that you think. Because despite the fact that you shouldn't be getting your values from celebrities, the people who we put in our movies, the people who we look up to, that matters. And a lot of people look up to people like Johnny Depp and Will Smith and uh, Amber Heard and Jada Pinkett Smith and Chris Rock and this one. And that, that's just the reality, right? So we're going to talk about the currently right now what's going on is that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are currently going through a defamation case. Uh, Johnny Depp is saying that 
Amber Heard is defaming him. And I think Amber Heard countersued her. But that's not the problem, right? The problem here is that you, you got you got this guy, Johnny Depp. I think he's one of the more wholesome characters in Disney, or in Disney, in Hollywood, right? And basically... What does that mean? It means, like, he's not getting into trouble all the time. He's not, like, doing lots of drugs. Like, like there are some celebrities that are real losers and degenerates, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got some real losers and degenerates out there. Um, but he John- is still a weird person. Okay, but everyone's... A- I'm a weird guy. Have you ever met me before, Rhodey? You know I'm a weird no. guy. Okay, so... Okay, so then you... I mean, like, you're 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 in the next room, but, you know, I, I still haven't met you yet. You're right, fair enough. Uh, but what, what I was going to say is everyone's a bit weird, and that, that's, like, fine. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to judge people for being a little out there, but... It's more that he's still like a wholesome person. He's not going around and doing lots of drugs and he's not getting in trouble. Like he, the whole Ezra Miller thing. Do you hear what happened with Ezra Miller that he kind of like got super drunk at a bar and started yelling at people? Like that's real degeneracy. Like it, it, Johnny Depp is still kind of a normal person. All I mean, he threatened he threatened to assassinate the president. Johnny Trump's Depp? Pre- Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's like, oh, have you ever seen an? A-? He said, like, uh, yeah, his words exactly. He said, during President Trump's presidency, he's like, have you ever seen an actor, you know, assassinate a president? Like, oh, that's, well, that's, that's unfortunate. What he said. Oh, that's unfortunate. But whatever, you know, it's not. I mean, like, not good. It's not good, right? And and not here to like say like, oh, John, but like that's standard like Hollywood nonsense at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Regardless, so he testified that not only did he not hit Amber Heard, because Amber Heard was saying, like, oh, he was abusive, this, that. He's saying that he never actually hit a woman. He testified that he never hit a woman in his life. And then he goes and he he says, like, oh, his finger, like, he severed his finger because Amber Heard threw a vodka bottle at him. And uh, it shattered, like, it, like, appar- like, apparently she bit his finger off. That's the most, that's the most, like, demented stuff ever. In this article, it, it, it basically, so what happens, so, um, this is from CNN Entertainment. I know that CNN Plus just, uh, they broke the three-week mark and then Warner Brothers shut it down, but this is from CNN Entertainment. I have no reason for them. I have no reason to, um, testify that they lied or no reason to think that they're lying. This is what it says. Depp testified that his finger was severed by shattered glass in 2015 after Heard allegedly threw a bottle of vodka at him. He sought medical care but said in court that he told others at the time that he injured his finger by slamming it in a door. I didn't want to disclose that it had been Miss Heard that had thrown a vodka bottle at me and then took my finger off, he said during his testimony. I didn't want to get her in trouble. I tried to just keep things as copacetic and easy as possible for everyone. I didn't want to put her into that mix. Depp said that he had multiple surgeries to repair the finger and contracted methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus MRSA during recovery. MRSA causes staph infections that are resistant to some antibiotics and are often difficult to treat. Dr. David Kipper had treated Depp, corroborated portions of Depp's story in, in a deposition played in a court this week. Heard's lawyers have referenced statements Depp made to ER doctors at the time to argue that Depp cut his own 
from Finger, Depp denies this. Depp was also asked about his actions following his injury, including when he used his injured finger to write on the walls with a mixture of his blood and paint. Depp confirmed in a court that he had done so. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so that's... Amber Heard's not a normal hu human being. Not... No, just, no. Where would you put her on the hot crazy scale? Very hot, but even... She's very, very gorgeous, by the way. Amber Heard's like a model, right? Have you ever seen Amber Heard? Um, Amber Heard? Amber Heard. Yeah, she's definitely very pretty. <laughs> yeah, but she's even... Somehow, like, she's crazy enough that it's not worth it. What? She's somehow still crazy enough that it's still not worth it. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I, I was very shocked, because I didn't actually know Johnny Depp lost a finger. That's kind of demented. Like, who does that? Um, crazy people. Yeah. Okay. So, why, why am I talking about this? Because a couple of weeks ago, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock across the face for making a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. Now, Jada Pinkett Smith is a bad, bad wife, because Jada Pinkett Smith... If you were actually watching the video, you'll see that, like, Chris... Uh, that Will Smith enjoyed the joke. And then, we don't know what happened, but apparently, like... It must have been, this is how it must have been, that Jada Pinkett Smith gave Will the look that said, like... Well, she, like, rolled her eyes or something. Yeah, yeah, but Chris Rock, uh, but Will Smith enjoyed the joke, right? Um, it, I mean, it, it's, he was laughing, but there, there could be, it could have been, like, a laugh, like, it could have been, like, you know, somewhat fake. It could have been, like, a, either a laugh to play it off, you know, kind of thing. I like doubt it. I doubt it, and I'll tell you why. Because if you've ever met a man, you'll know that it's like most men—they're not sitting there looking to get into fights with people, right? Chris Rock and Will Smith were friends, right? And so you have to understand that from uh, most men's perspectives, they're not like—they'll just kind of let it go, or they'll talk to him quietly. Because again, like most people, don't like confrontation, right? The only reason I would assume that Will Smith would ever do something like that is because Jada Pinkett Smith was like, gave him the looks like, oh, you better go defend Especially my honor. Especially a public setting. Yeah, it was, it was so bad for him. And he, he had like, nothing to gain, right? He had nothing to gain from that. So, and, and Jada Pinkett Smith's not even like the type of woman where it's like you're defending her honor. It's like, okay, at least it's worth it, right? Jada Pinkett Smith was berating Will Smith on television, saying like he wasn't enough, saying that she cheated on him. And, like, he's visibly, like, torn up by it because he actually likes that person, right? And then you got this case, Johnny Depp with Amber Heard. Guys, there is such a thing as toxic femininity. There is such a thing as women being toxic. There is such a thing as a woman dragging you down. Don't allow a woman to do that. Don't be Johnny Depp. Don't be Will Smith. Find yourself a real queen. Yeah. That can take a joke. Yeah. Because, uh... You don't want to end up like Johnny Depp losing a finger. No, no, but it's, it's hard to uh, it's hard to see that at first, though. Yeah, but if you if I mean, there's two like again, I'm not in a relationship at the moment, so I can't. I don't feel right to give exact tips, but number one, I would say listen to your friends, listen to your family. If they're saying run, run. Also, you gotta have some self respect. Like, you gotta have boundaries, you gotta have self-respect, you gotta say, like, no matter who or what this person is, they violate certain things, that's it, I'm out. Right? I'm out. Yeah, 
um, you know, no matter how pretty they are. Exactly. If, if your wife says, I want to open the marriage, you say, yeah, you can open the marriage. You could open the door and you could get the hell out of my house. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. Like, like, as much as you may want to save a marriage, whatever, like, there's a certain point where your wife isn't respecting you and you have to say, like, hey, listen, you know, this is not going to work if you're not going to respect me. Respect goes both ways. If I'm expected to respect women, then a, a woman has to respect me. And otherwise, a relationship's not going to work out. And so I would say these types of women are incapable of respecting men. And that's why you should dump these women. These women are not worth your time. Let them go be women of the night, but not on your time. Don't, don't do that. Anyways, I think that's it for the day, to be honest. Yeah. Um, all right. So, and that's our episode. Smash the like button, share the video with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition, we are available on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can reach out to us by sliding into our DMs at the right side of the compass or by commenting on the video. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to you joining us next time.